Hello, everyone. This is the I'm Just a Kid podcast, episode 143. This week, I am very excited to have on the, the hilarious and very talented Suba Argwal. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. I really appreciate you uh, you doing this. Um, so I wanted to ask you, so right now you're in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so you started out doing comedy in New York. Yeah, no, I mean, I spent a lot of time out there, but no, I didn't start there. I oh, started uh, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. How? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. How long were you in Chicago until uh, you moved into the city? Wait, say that question again? So how long were you in Chicago doing comedy in Chicago? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do it long in Chicago because I was... Um, 17 and then i went to u pit and then when i would come back over the summers i would do stand up uh in chicago uh other than that it was like pittsburgh but yeah <laughs> nice so you moved to new york and um how long were you in new york for before you moved to la um maybe like five seven years i'm not really sure okay probably cool. like seven yeah, because uh, I remember coming up, like, when I was just, like, doing open mics and everything, like, I would see you, like, everywhere. Like, not and not just, like, on open mics, but, like, just doing every show at every club. And you always, like, I remember you would always have, like, your uh, your notebook with you, <laughs> writing down for <stuff before laughs> your sets. And, um, yeah, you were doing, like, five, six shows a night, and it just, like, um, it was very uh, inspirational uh, to watch. Um, do you like, cause I think a lot of people have this, cause I have this too, like during the pandemic, I kind of realized like, maybe I don't need to get up every single day. Did you have any mm-hmm. of that realization during the pandemic or are you still like every night, five shows, six shows, let's fucking go forever. Um, well, I think like five shows, I mean, you say shows, they were mics. It's like possible to do like five mics a night. If you're doing like five shows a night. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, and then especially if you're doing an hour, like anything more than two shows a night, I'm fucking exhausted. So like definitely not putting up those numbers. But yeah, I mean, everybody works differently. So like I work out jokes on stage, so I write faster when I'm on stage more. So that's it. It's like it's just easier for me to generate material more quickly if I have more stage time and then yeah, <laughs> right. it's like I needed to do all of those stages when I was first starting because I was really fucking bad at comedy. So I just like, it's like, well, I'm just going to keep doing this until I figure it out. And then eventually I kind of like, yeah, hopefully I fucking figured it out at this point. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so um, I'm starting to realize this, too. It's like I was so written for my first like, I don't know, like four or five years. And mm-hmm. I mean, I still right now, but I definitely do a little bit more of it on stage in terms of like, I, I think I'll ha- I have like a line where I write, like, I think this is the punchline, but then mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not too like married to it on stage where I have to say it in this exact word for word format or just like exactly where commas are. Now I kind of just try to do it like in my, I guess my voice or how a national mm-hmm. talk in person. And I kind of just am up there in a way, just kind of like whiffing. And then if a punch, like if like a laugh comes, <laughs> the way I'm saying it, then I kind of just keep it that way, you know? Right. Yeah. But it's, it's a weird, cause like, um, I'm starting to get like bored on stage in terms of like, if I do the same thing over and over again, or like things that are not like really like, um, I don't know if challenging the crowds the right way, but I guess more opinionated point of view stuff. If I'm not doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I'm not really having, uh, having fun up there. Do you, I don't know if it's like something because I'm like, I'm like seven years in now. I don't know if that's something like I'm trying, I'm just kind of getting into where I was, I was so like personal material. And now I'm kind of being like, I want to, this is what I find stupid, you know? I mean, what you, hopefully what you're changing and what you're into saying, like diversifies over time. Otherwise, you know, uh, your material should grow with you or you're like a 40, 50 year old uh, comedian in skinny jeans doing jokes about like Tinder and TikTok and it's weird. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's so funny. That's I, already that's already like Tinder and TikTok are already hack. <laughs> well, I don't think any premise is ever hack. Somebody can have like you can be a 50 year old comic and be talking about um Tinder and TikTok from your perspective it's more of like if your perspective never changes if that makes sense where it's like 
um, how do I say it? Where like you're still talking about clubbing, but you're 60 and you're like, you're at the club, like, and you're not even self aware of the fact that you are at the club and you are 60. You're like, how are you doing, fellow kids? And you're like, putting yeah. in your dentures, like, that's weird. Um, so like, you would hope your material grows and changes uh, with you. And like, I mean, I think the goal of a lot of stand up comics is to have like a large body of work and like people will get bored of you if they just tune in and it's the same thing year after year after year. Because they've grown and like hopefully you have as well right it's almost like because i think the best thing to be on stage is be honest and you're not being honest when you're just kind of like uh talking like 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 like, i I think like people say like dane cook might be like that where it's like he was like this party guy and then now he's doing on stage kind of doing the same thing i haven't seen him recently Mm -hmm. or telling me like it's kind of the same thing he was doing when he was like you know at the apex you know when like during the Mm -hmm. time so it's like I don't know, maybe he is, maybe he is still partying around. I know, I know he's dating like a like a really young lady right now. So maybe it is genuine, but I don't know. There is definitely like that honesty, I feel like, if the crowd's not so right. honest. Um, so now you're in LA, you're bi-coastal. You're kind of living my dream. I want to be bi-coastal. I want to be LA. Dream bigger, dude. What the fuck? No, because I think it's... Because I, I go to LA like once once every other month. And every mm-hmm. time I go, I feel like I learned something, you know, every time I, like, I was just out, I just got back. That's why my face is all completely fucked. I forgot sun lotion, suntan lotion was a thing. And <laughs> I went out there. Sunscreen. You really forgot that shit. You didn't even know how to pick it up at the store. Sunscreen. You don't right. want suntan lotion. You want sunscreen. Suntan? No. Oh, suntans. I guess when you want to get tan. I'm a fucking idiot. Anyway. <laughs> um. Either, whatever it was, I didn't use it. And I, my face hurts right now. <laughs> but every time I go out there, um, and there's some fucking really funny comics in LA, um, but it's different than New York. Like their act outs and like their like personalities are so like, just like goddamn funny. And like they, they and they, over here, I feel like it's like really like, like I guess joke heavy and everyone's so in, in um, you know, whatever, RPM, joke per minute, JPM. And I go out there and I'm like, every time mm-hmm. I go out there, I'm like, oh, I got to be more myself. I got to be, you know, be a little, use the stage more. And then I come out here and I do that. And sometimes it may not work. Do uh, you kind of get what I'm saying? Where I think it's- um, I mean, I guess I, I don't really, I think at a certain level, there's not really a difference between New York and LA comics. Cause like uh-huh. um, at that point, you've probably heavily performed in both cities um, when it comes to like headliners and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I notice a huge difference other than like, I think like the headliners of solid comics, they're all like super funny. But then if you go to like the newer comics, uh, in New York, there's so many talented new comics in Los Angeles. That's, that's not the case. Cause it's much harder for them to develop cause they're, it's way harder to get on stage. Yeah. So like in New York, like you could just, they're like somebody started comedy like a year and a half ago and they're already like really funny. And you're like, Oh, who's this person? It's just, they like just, just started. And then you feel like shit, but in LA it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it takes longer for a lot of, not, I mean, you know, there's exceptions to all of this shit, but like, yeah, it just takes longer because it's way harder to get on stage and develop. That that's a yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, because I have done some open mics there, and like people like have no literally zero zero jokes. Like mm-hmm. what they're doing is like it feels like they're 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 trying to be a, a character, but maybe it's just maybe everyone's like that when they start out. Even in New York, their first three months on stage, they just are just completely clueless. So that could be a good point. Um, what do you like better? You like New York or L.A.? In terms of comedy um well comedy new york because it's easier to get on stage um right. of course yeah but do you think yeah. like there's a benefit to being in la because of the the tv industry stuff um yeah i mean that's why a lot of comics end up there is for like acting and writing and a lot of other stuff also i think the quality of life is just generally better yeah. i mean other than the fact that you're like choking down dirty exhaust fumes 24 7 but like there's <laughs> <laughs> there's more space it's like sunny the weather is nice um i just yeah yeah 
<laughs> yeah, no, I was out there for a week and I already, I felt uh, like three days in, I felt way more relaxed. I felt a little mm -hmm. happier. I was uh, lime scootering everywhere. So I had like the mm -hmm. breeze going and um, it was good. Cause like when I, the first day I got in, I almost had like a weird kind of like panic attack because New York is just fucking such a grind. It's like, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And you're in public all the time, just, just battling people on the street and you're running around. And I, it's so funny because I was walking today. This is my first day back. And I, I, I really noticed everyone's face on the streets of New York is fucking angry. Like they got, they're like walking out, you know, face front, just like this. <laughs> and in LA, everyone's kind of, you know, everyone's laid back. They got, they got a smile. They're like, you know, just. They're like they look like tourists in Times Square almost. Everyone, they're kind of just looking up, like, "Oh man, this is great." <laughs> so I was really just starting to. I, I really felt the difference today, but I don't know. Some I I had someone that wanted me to come out there for film and TV, and um, I don't know. I think I'm such a comic. I don't know if I. I think I'd be miserable out there for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would take you time to adjust to being there. Yeah, that's not even a question. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Anyways, um, I mean, I mean, if you have an opportunity, though, you should take it because stand up will always there's always going to be a stage, but that right. might not be the case with other parts of this career. Yeah, you moved out there because um, you had a you got a writing job, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what everyone's telling me. Everyone was like, one guy literally told me he's like, if you were out here, I represent you. And then I was like, you know, oh, yeah, maybe I could do that. And he, and he just like kind of back, he totally turned his back. He was like, don't, don't, don't. don't. I would be. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, make him like sign a contract before you move, because people are fucking shady. <laughs> it was literally a one eighty. He goes, "Why don't you think about it? Come out here, and I'll help you out." And the next day, I was like, "You know what? I think I might take you up on that." And he goes, no, "Don't do that for me. What are you fucking stupid?" And I was like, well, "What just happened here?" <laughs> yeah, took, yeah. I took a whole day to make this like decision because, like, I do want to do film and TV. Like, um, as much as I love being com a comic, I I do want to do some like kind of serious acting, like comedic acting. Like I want to be mm -hmm. to on, like whatever fucking show on whatever CBS to com or whatever. Um, so I think I got to move out there eventually, but yeah, not until I have some, or I'm going to be probably kill myself anyways. Maybe. I mean, it's interesting because because of the pandemic self tapes are more and more how people are casting stuff. So yeah, I yeah. don't even know if that's the case anymore. It's weird. I told him that and then he still had a thing. He said something really crazy. He was like, uh, well, what if I what if someone calls and needs you here and set in like an hour? And I was like, does that happen? That know. almost never happens. It's yeah, like sometimes it's next day, but I've almost never seen like an hour. Right. And I'll That's I'll weird. jump in a if I if I got a, a role in something, I'll jump in a fucking plane the next day, of course. Maybe he <laughs> maybe Maybe he was maybe maybe he was like interested and then he saw something. Who was this person? Was it just like a deli worker? He was yeah. like, "Hey, come oh out God. of here! I'll, I'll he represent you. You gotta be here. Twelve hours notice." He works at. <laughs> yeah, like who? I know Wahlberg. I know Jerry Ferrara. I'll hook you up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was actually a guy who uh, he has some pretty decent. I don't want to say his name because you know now mm. I'm all LA now. I don't want to say his name, but um, he seemed like he had pretty decent clients that were on film and TV and um. Whatever, just you know, it doesn't it doesn't always work out. Um, mm -hmm. Anyways, all right, so let's get into high school. Where'd you go to high school? Oh, so you grew up in Chicago. Yeah, uh, the suburbs. I went to Adelaide E. Stevenson High School. L I E L I E Stevenson. Adelaide Adelaide E. Stevenson High School. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, how was that? <laughs> I mean, it was. Uh, it's a uh, well. <laughs> I mean, I fucking hated high school, but it was, um, it's a huge campus. I think there's like 5,000 kids, um, at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. There was like 1,100 something in my graduating class. Like my parents moved us into the, uh, like specifically moved us into a neighborhood they could not afford so we could go to this high school. I think it's like one of the best in the country. It's hyper fucking competitive like yeah. to the point where they took away valedictorian because kids were killing themselves but what's fucked up is they took away valedictorian only for my year and then people bitched so much they brought it back and guess who was valedictorian this bitch really? i still yeah i still mm -hmm, i still claim the title because i had the highest gpa uh but technically i wasn't <laughs> but also fuck that. Yeah, fuck that they took it away just for one year usually if they try shit like because that, well, because parents were bitching so much, they were so angry. 
Yeah. That they brought it back. What do you guys <laughs> like a... ever? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. What were you saying? No. I. So I've never been even close to valedictorian or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. What do you get if you're valedictorian? I know you get like a, a, a like a like a maybe like a little diploma type of thing, but what is it that you get? Uh I don't know. I think like bragging on your college resume and they make you give a speech. So I was like, in a way, I was like, good, because I don't want to give a fucking speech. But yeah, <laughs> give a speech. Yeah, I got the best grades. I beat all of you. You're all dumb fucks to me. <laughs> cool. So literally, there was like me and a kid with a, a semi bowl cut who was also competing for a valedictorian, even though the title wasn't there, like highest GPA. And we were friends and he was doing it jokingly. But sometimes he would sit across from me in like math class and just like draw his thumb across his neck like he was going to kill me. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> but honestly, it was so competitive that I didn't know I was valedictorian. I don't know how the fuck kids found out before I did or like how they got access to my GPA, but kids were coming up to me and telling me. Yeah. Isn't that psychotic? Like, but that's why they took away the title because kids were that fucking insane. Yeah. Um, that's pretty And wild. it's like, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. No, because my... my... <laughs> I mean, maybe my high school was like, because I went to a pretty good high school from what I understand. Now that I tell people I go to I went to J.P. Stevens in Edison and mm -hmm. people are like, oh, my God, it's a great like people want like your parents. They want to move their they want to move to the area just for that schooling system. And I don't remember anyone giving a shit like people weren't competitive about grades or competitive about popularity where I went to school. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because the thing is, my school was so big. It was just very also like segregated with like the AP classes versus like the regular classes. So it's like, who's really popular and fucking like calculus three? You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. you almost are surrounded by nerds. So it's uh, you don't really like, you know, the kids that are out partying and drinking. And it's like, yes, I mean, they were like. Obviously, there are cool kids who are on the AP track, but like the ones that would be like obsessed with popularity or whatever, like you wouldn't see them because you would be taking different classes. Right. So it was like almost and the high school was so big that there were like all these individual little cliques. Right, right. It's almost like it's almost like New York in a, in a way or the comedy scene in New York. It's like you got Brooklyn, you got Manhattan or Queens and you'll like you'll meet comics like, oh, how long have you been here for? And then they'll be like, like 17 years, like get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, I've never seen you around. Like, yeah, I've been here the whole time. But yeah, that's so crazy. So um, you were the val, dude. That's really impressive because and if a school is that big, to be like, so you you just had the high yeah. 4.0 basically. I think I had over a 4.0. I forget what it how it works with the AP classes. Um, but yeah no i mean i didn't even want to be valedictorian i literally asked my mom like why does it doesn't fucking matter i'm like can't i just like take one less ap class and she just was like what are you going to do stay home and make a baby and i was like no <laughs> psychotic but like that's the shit i was dealing with where it's like i didn't really want that you know what i mean but I, there was so much pressure on me so did you have that classic like um the Indian parents that were like straight A, mm -hmm. nothing like you no, don't go out, no social life, study. You, that's all that matters. Get a good mm -hmm. job. And like, yeah, they were doing that. And then on top of that, like school, I mean, it's a classic nerd thing where like people would come to me for help with their homework. And that's how I started to make friends. Okay. And so like my by doing other kids' homework, were they my fucking friends? But um <laughs> like I know. But it, it was <laughs> no, um, but that kind of became my identity and I was so heavily bullied and so heavily picked on. And so when I started to do well in school, because I wasn't doing well in school when I was younger, it wasn't until my mom made me like pay attention and actually try that I did really well. Because yeah. um, I never was interested in any of this shit. So when I started doing well, it was the first time I got positive attention, like from my classmates, from my teachers at home. So it became like my whole identity. So if I didn't know the answer or if I didn't have the top score, like that was the only time I felt like I was giving value as a human being, then I also valued myself that way. So it was just fucking devastating to me, which is like where that whole valedictorian suicide thing really does come in. Cause it was like, that was my whole self-worth was just like, am I the smartest? Do I know all the answers? Like it was, like I had to be that person 
if that yeah. makes sense. No, um, it does. Because if that's if you're being bullied and no one want to hang out with you, or they're calling you horrible names, and when it stops because of a thing, finally, finally mm -hmm. stops because of a thing, and for some reason you feel like you don't have that thing anymore, you could have that fear of like, oh my god, like like now I have no work, mm -hmm. go back to like that that torture. So yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. So it was wild. Like I um. Like I would memorize like biology textbooks and like kids would come up and like ask me questions about like things on certain pages just to see if I knew it. Like I would do shit like that. Yeah. Like I would read ahead in AP physics because I think they had some lady who was not um, a physics teacher teaching part of AP physics. And sometimes I would end up like explaining things instead of her. Like it, it like became who I was, what I was known for. I have to be the best. I have to be the person that knows it. Right. Um, Oh and God. so and, it, and if I don't, if somebody's doing better than me, then instantly it's like everything I just crumbled. So right. then it's like, why would they come to me? Because like not realizing, oh, you might have worth just as a human being. Right, <laughs> like right. you don't you don't literally have to be a Wikipedia bitch. Like you can just relax, you know, yeah, you, people could like you for who you are, you know, like, mm -hmm. you have to shit. So wait, did you did you were you interested in any of this? This this, this chemistry account? Like were you were you learning like, um, cool or was it just like got to know everything? Got to know everything. It was a lot of that, but also I, I did like, um, I liked bioengineering. I thought that shit was really interesting. I really did like physics and I liked um, foreign languages a lot. So I did like that stuff. So I think if I didn't have like a giant hole in my soul, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone into stand up comedy. If I didn't have this like gaping need for attention and validation, I think I could have just been a well adjusted bioengineer or some shit. But yeah, <laughs> you or maybe ever... even a physicist. Right. I mean, so this is a weird question to ask because you're doing, you know, you're doing well in stand up. Um, but I have this feeling because nah. I, well, you are. No, you, I mean, I, it's such a, it's so, it's so funny because like, uh, you know, people will say that like, I look at you as my, um, I don't even know what the hell you, what's the proper word, but like you've been doing it longer than me. You know, when I started, you mm -hmm. were already killing it. So I look at you as someone that's like successful and uh, where I want to be, you know. So, um, and then, you know, it's funny because people will tell me the same thing. I have the same reaction. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you just shut the fuck up already. And they're like, no, no I think you're great. Um, <laughs> but I have these feelings sometimes of like, because I had a, I had a terrible, not a terrible childhood. I had a, I had a child. I have a hole too. That's why I do stand up. And do you ever have that feeling of like, man, if I, because stand up is so hard and it's so painful and it takes so goddamn long for anything to happen. So much rejection. Do you ever wonder like, man, if I had like a normal childhood, um, and I just had like a job where I had a nice six figure salary and a house and a wife and kid. Like, I never, but I didn't know, like, I wanted to do stand up. I kind of was just happy in my own normal human, you know, sheep life. Would you, would you kind of take that? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if I would call people sheep, uh, just because they don't want to yeah. talk about their own genitals on stage to a bunch of strangers. I don't know if they're the fu ones fucking up. Uh, but <laughs> I, um, you know, she bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess if I had was better adjusted, I would be happier in life. But, um, I, I think I probably, there was a lot wrong with me. I needed to go to therapy. There was a lot of things I had to work through and it's yeah. like, I was really miserable and depressed before I started uh, a comedy. And then like, um, this lifestyle, <laughs> isn't conducive to like stability or generally happiness unless you have like super rich parents um i think that's like a different experience um for like the people who are in stand-up and like their parents can pay their rent and their insurance and they're not like um yeah yeah so I other than that it, it's yeah it's it's hard it's hard to be happy it's like even now i'm away from my fiance and my pets and i i don't like it um you know, it's, it's, it is a lot of sacrifice and rejection and it's 1000% not a meritocracy. Like I'm trying to bring back an old joke. I'm not going to do the joke, but it's about how, like when I yeah, used to I major in math, people would like, oh no, God, no. But like, I used to, like when I was majoring in math and I was studying math, like there would be like sexist dudes who would point to me and be like, oh my God, they only hired you because you're a woman or you're only getting this award because you're a woman. I'll be like, I actually numerically have the highest score on this fucking test. Right, so like right, grow right. up, but like comedy is so subjective. You can't do that. You know what I mean? So I almost yeah. like, 
And I feel like I people, missed that a little bit. Of course, yeah. I mean, I wish wouldn't it be great if there was like a a, a number that like <laughs> statistical fact, like I'm funnier, and that's right. how people went by. Of course, it doesn't work like that. I mean, a lot. Of, I mean, the number that that the number now is is followers. You know, that's what I know. Um, that's the closest thing you'll get. And so it has nothing to do with being funny. Like you can work as hard as you want. And um, um, I mean, everyone says if you work hard enough, things will happen. But I mean, that's like the capitalist bullshit they tell you, like, just work hard, put yourself up by the bootstraps. Like this country is not a meritocracy. Hollywood is especially not a meritocracy. Yeah. If you're talented and funny and you work really hard, you're more likely to get an opportunity you're positioning yourself the best you can to get an opportunity but nothing is a goddamn guarantee yeah. well if you just work hard like no no no, no. like <laughs> there's a reason like the rich get richer you know what i mean like this shit ain't fair yeah so um to go back mm-hmm. to high school and stuff um you said you were uh severely bullied um growing up mm-hmm. um what what are, what are we talking like what kind of what kind of because I was bullied too. I was, uh, I'll, I'll start first. I was bullied when I was a kid. I was, um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you my struggle first, but I was like, I was like a, I was a chubby kid, you know? And mm-hmm. um, I was like, I had no, I had, I, had, I had zero cool whatsoever, you know, like my hair, but you know that frizzy Asian hair people get like, I like the frizzy Asian hair, the poof and then like mm-hmm. I had glasses and like I wore I was a big like 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 anime nurse so I wore like the same Pokemon shirt like all the time just and like I never I was fat so I never wore um pants I just wore shorts all year round so I was a mess I had flip-flops I velcro like my mom would give me like these velcro flip-flops from like like Target and that's what I would wear and I would just be relentlessly fucked with bullied people would just like I remember one kid just he every day he would just punch me in the stomach, like between like this certain passing time, punch me in the stomach and call me the, you know, the F word. And he would just laugh and then everyone, you know, high five him and shit. It was pretty, pretty bad. And um, I remember. That's so weird because I'm like, you're wearing the same Pokemon t-shirt over and over again. You're wearing Velcro sandals. Like what part of that screams LGBTQ? Like what? <laughs> it's just like, it's because like, you know what I mean? like yeah but you, what a weird but back in the day it didn't even mean that it just meant like you were a loser that's really what it meant and then yeah also like being because I remember growing up like there was one kid that came out and then like no one understood it gets so different now like when that kid came out everyone was kind of like just kind of left him alone you know as opposed to now if he came out everyone would be like super accepting and and um now people were just confused about it you know so it still wasn't like um mm-hmm. a totally understood thing so i think it's kind of like that it's, it's 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 a mixture of loser weird and um i guess shameful when when the people said it back then but yeah it was it was bad and i remember i was i would try to fit in and people would like do that thing where they would like like you know there would be a group of people talking they would just close off the circle to me you know and uh, mm. yeah and you know people just I got pants a lot. I just, uh, I remember one time I was talking to this, this girl. It was like the only time she's ever talked to me. I was like nervous the whole time. And then a dude like came up behind me and like pulled my pants down right in front of her. And I just happened to be wearing like, like a really colorful pair of boxers, you know, like most of my boxers, <laughs> most of my boxers yeah. the, the classic crisscross. This one had like flowers and the clouds on it. And then she left and then like they like went to like the dance that year together which just shows you how fucked up the world oh is. that sucks yeah so um but then i went through my growth spurt and then like um i you know i, I dieted for like a year and then you know um girls like I, then i went to another school where there was other people that didn't know who i was and then um after that but um so how what was the, like uh what, what was your experience kind of getting bullied and stuff uh, I mean, I was also chubby, so there was that, and like everyone in the '90s was just very mean to chunky kids. So, like for sure, <laughs> got hit with every dodgeball. Um, like they literally at volleyball camp, they would play a warm-up game called hit Suba with a volleyball, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. Zero creativity. Um, <laughs> there was that. I uh, like at one point, a kid threw my backpack out the bus window. Um, 
It was less like direct violence. They would like I would get hit with balls, but I think because I'm a, a, a girl, like people were less likely to just walk up and sock me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So much as they were to just throw a basketball at my head for some fucking reason. Um. So it's like I got a lot of that, and then like my name was weird. So of course everybody, well, weird to that. Uh, so of course everyone made fun of that. And then I also had like OCD-ish tics. Um, so, and like a lot of anxiety. So if you said my name really loudly, like screamed it, I would get so scared my knees would lock and I would often fall over. So once kids found that out, fucking done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because I would get so scared I would literally fall over. Uh, like if somebody came out and just screamed my name. Yeah. Probably came from like my mom coming home from work mad at me. <laughs> yeah, so it's this, like, yeah. I, so like, yeah. Cause I have that too. So like somebody coming out, like screaming my name, I would immediately just flip out. Cause you think it's your mom basically kind of screaming at you. Like it just mm, or so I don't know what my brain was, but, or if I just was not great with loud noises or whatever was going on back then. But yeah, I used to get so scared that my knees would lock and I would fall over. And then of course kids had a field day with that shit. Right. Just doing it over and over and over. <laughs> um, mm. I have that too. Um, I have a thing where if I drop something in the, in the, in the kitchen, um, I, I I immediately start like cursing at myself because I had a lot. This is very weird, but like in the like when I was growing up, like let's say I was like I dropped a plate or even like not, nothing even breakable. Let's say I dropped a, a spoon right in the kitchen and it hit the floor. My mm -hmm. mom would always go, "What the fuck?" Like yell, "Like what are you doing? What's wrong with you? You clumsy? Like are you doing that on purpose?" So literally mm -hmm. now, this happened like not too long ago. It was a huge moment in my life. I was in the kitchen. I'm at our kitchen here. I live with my girlfriend. I dropped something. And I like shrieked, I shrieked. I was like, God, and then she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, fuck it, I'm a piece of shit, I'm sorry. She goes, dude, you just drop something. It's not a big deal, people drop things. And I had that moment, I'm like, oh yeah, I just tried, it's okay. The world's like, <laughs> and I picked it up and she goes, you were right, dude. And I had to explain to her, cause I couldn't just be like, no, I just shriek when things get, you know, fall. I had to like explain the whole thing to her. And she was like, oh, <laughs> not that anymore. Um, but yeah, so when you would get bullied and stuff, did your parents know about it? Did you, were you able to talk to them about it or? No, I didn't tell them because I thought it would make me less popular, which was stupid. Um, <laughs> but I kind of was like hoping they would figure it out. You know what I mean? Because I would come super upset and angry and just screaming. And then like, I remember having like the kid thought of going, why can't you figure out something is wrong? Um, so, but being unable to tell them. Right. They, and I guess, but yeah, it's like, yeah, calling your mom a bitch isn't the best way <laughs> to get help. You know what I mean? Is that what you would do? No, actually, I probably would never call my mom a bitch. She would have killed me, but, um, a lot of screaming, a lot of screaming and just getting upset about stuff, like little things that didn't make sense. Yeah. I remember, um, feeling that way too. It's like, you should know, or like, if you really cared about me, you would, you would figure it out. And it's like, they got, it's, it's a weird thing. Cause like, I don't even, I think we're, it, I think it, we don't want to admit it. Um, that whatever we're getting bullied or things are happening, I guess it seems uncool, but also it's like, oh, I'm trying to think like you want them to know your problems and you think they should figure it out, but like they have their own life. It's like, they just don't know, mm -hmm. you know? And it's so hard to just come out with that kind of stuff. Um, man, so do they know now? Um, yeah, they know now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but not back then. I think my mom would be like, why didn't you say anything? I would have put an end to it. And I was like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Because it's like, I thought everybody would just hate, like, the snitch. So it's like, if I snitched on top of everything else in my brain, I was like, it's going to be so much worse. And you're not wrong, in a way. Like, because that does happen a lot. Where... Well, I mean, my brother got bullied, and he told my mom, and she stopped it immediately. And so, like, it didn't, like, pick up steam, because he, like, nipped that shit in the bud. So okay. I think, like, one or two kids started, and then she got them in trouble, and then, like, everybody just left him alone. Okay. Which is probably why he's working a normal job and has a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because you always see that in movies, I guess, where, I mean, they're just movies, but, like, the kid will say something and the parents will say something and the kid, you know, the bully will come up to the kid after, oh, you're going to fucking snitch on me? And then, like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to punch you twice as hard now. Mm -hmm. And the kid's like, fuck. Mm -hmm. um, 
Okay, so <laughs> yeah. So in high school, you were um, is that is in, 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 the whole grades thing? Like, was that like uh, did your parents force that on you? Like, you have to be a perfect student. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like as soon as stuff started going on my academic record, it's like complete 180 where it's like now every grade I got had to be like perfect and shit. It was just like completely different. Did you what like were there any incentives? Because my mom used to be like, I'll buy this if you got it, if you get a good grade, um, anything like that. No, um, just get a good grade. Or you're I dead. don't I, I don't remember like how she got me to do it, but it was more of like, you just had to where it's like, I was behind in math. Cause I was like borderline failing out of every grade until like, I think close to sixth or seventh. And then my mom was like, this shit is going to start going on your academic record. You're behind on math. So you're going to learn a year of math on your own and you're going to place it into advanced and you're going to do this, that, and the other. And it was just like, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember like how she got me to do that. <laughs> I genuinely, I don't remember. If you, if you didn't, were there um, punishment? Was there punishment if you didn't? Um, no, I just, I don't know. I honestly, I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, I'm sure if I had gotten a bad grade or like a really bad grade, I probably would have gotten slapped or something, but I don't, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was also just so much of a shame thing more than anything else, if that makes sense. Well, you're better than me. Cause I, I, my mom wanted me to get good grades and I, I didn't, and she would beat me and all that stuff. <laughs> She'd punish me and I still didn't get good grades, which shows you how dumb I am. I just still couldn't do it. Um, you just did it all on your own. I love that. My mom would have loved it. Well, uh, I mean, she like made my brother help me when I was like learning that year of math on my own. And then like, she put me in that Kumon after school math shit, uh, which is like brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So like she, yeah. And then she, I don't know. I honestly, I can't remember other than like, I know if I had gotten a bad, really bad grade, I'm sure I would have gotten in trouble, but. I just didn't once it became apparent that I had to yeah. um, get good grades. Cool. I also think like part of it was like I was doing really badly until I found a teacher I liked. Like there was a teacher who I actually liked. So I started right. do trying because I liked her. And then I think my parents also picked up. My mom says she knew, knew I was smart the whole time. But like then all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, so you can get an A in this. So now you're going to sit and focus and get an A and everything else. Right. So it was almost like a mistake. But like <laughs> yeah. before then, I just hated everybody. So I didn't want to like learn anything. Yeah, a good teacher can change your life, honestly. Like mm -hmm. uh, when I was in college, I took a screenwriting class with a guy. Um, he was like on the Chappelle show. And when I saw him, just a real, a real a person on TV in, in front of me, sitting there talking to me, it just blew my mind. I'm like, oh, I thought this was all like TV and everything was just like a fantasy almost, you know? You don't think it's attainable. And mm -hmm. like, he was super cool, super funny, super nice. I think he was like, a, um, he used to like um, do really heavy improv at the pit and stuff. So um, it just changed my life. So a good teacher can uh, do that. Um, so in school, like uh, other than academics, um, um, do you have any friends? Um, yeah, I mean, they were all like nerds because again, everything was like super happily segregated by um, what you were studying. So, I mean, I was friends with like the band dorks, um, like uh, a randomly a group of like a youth a Korean youth group uh, yeah. <laughs> randomly was friends with me yeah, yeah yeah it's funny there's a picture of me going to a turnabout dance um, and it's like literally all Korean chicks and I think like a couple of Chinese chicks all East Asian and then just my brown ass in the middle <laughs> and then because <laughs> yeah it was like the band dorks and then um, them. And then um, also a girl I met in gym class because uh, <laughs> she wasn't in like the AP track, but we still ended up becoming friends because we had gym together. But like, yeah, those were like my three main groups. Did you, what did you guys do for fun outside of school? I would go to their youth group. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's 
That's so weird. Um, but yeah, so sometimes I would go hang out with them at their youth group and like um, play video games or whatever they were doing. Um, I mean, other than that, yeah, I didn't go. There was like no crazy high school parties or anything like that in my life. I was also started doing stand up my senior year, so that started oh, taking up my time. Okay, cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. So no, no, that no classic fucking high school party with the kegs and and, and shit, right? Nothing like uh, throwing people in the pool with no. the on them. Nothing like that. Um, no, we were all very lame. <laughs> is, well, I mean, it's it's teach their own. Like all that stuff I think about is like, I mean, it was fun, but it's it's uh, now I have like a fucking alcohol drinking problem, you know. So I don't know if exactly that's a it's a good trade off. <laughs> Um, is there any like um, any memory, like any any like like a uh, outing that like has always stuck with you, like any fun story? Um, from high school. Yeah. I guess maybe like the first time I did stand up, like two of my high school friends and um, my parents came, and then like the entire show, everyone kept being like why are there two angry middle-aged indian people at this show like the entire every comic was like what the what are these random angry indians doing here yeah um so like that happened and then oh i was also really good friends with this like goth chick named uh nicole giovacchini who i've completely lost track of um i think she like moved to japan or some shit but um i would often like play silent hill and like hang out and do like stupid like goth teen stuff yeah. or, like walk around a hot topic not buy anything like walk around to spencer's gifts and like look at a coffee mug that farts or something stupid you know like real highbrow shit yeah. um and then yeah she would cover for me a lot when i was like because my parents didn't want me doing comedy after they took me to my first show so i would be like oh i'm staying at nicole's and then i would go sneak out and do whatever right I love fucking Silent Hill. I thought it was that, that game used to scare the shit out of me. Those monsters. So fucking scary. Like I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Yeah. It was too much. Did you see a movie by any chance? They made a movie of it. I never saw it. I don't know. Yeah. They did. I don't know if I did. Yeah. No, I don't think I did. I'm thinking about Shutter Island. I don't think I saw that. Mm-mm. Shutter Island was was a weird one. Um. So did you, so your, so I'm surprised actually that um, your parents came to see you uh, do standup in high school. I, like if I were to, if I were to get my whole, I was going to get, cause I was going to ask you when she said it, I was like, oh, I'm sure like she didn't tell them or they wouldn't have approved of her doing standup. But the first time. They came. I think neither of us understood what it was. Yeah, what it was going to be or like how dirty it was going to be because it was an open mic. It's not even like your standard club show, which is also like very, very dirty. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. And it was like crazy. Yeah, so everyone <laughs> was, was like filthy. not good. They were kind of making fun of your parents for being in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, they just po- I mean, they weren't saying anything weird. It is weird that they were there considering how they we're stone faced and angry the entire show. It's like, why would you come here? <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, they didn't know I was going to do comedy. You know what I mean? Oh, so you surprised? I would have pointed that. No, the, I'm saying the comedians didn't know that. So, oh, right, 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 like, right, right, right. If I was on stage and I saw like two angry people, I was like, I'd be like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Because I looked out of place. It was weird. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> what? So, what made you want to do stand up and um? In high school oh um a comedian named russell peters went like super viral amongst all the indian kids so i kind of wanted to be like him okay to like impress them or whatever which is like dumb to impress your parents no to impress like the indian kids the indian kids okay no that makes total sense <laughs> like um when i was a when i was growing up uh, i wanted to be a baseball player just because this guy uh ichiro He's a Japanese baseball player and he was fucking like killing it. Like he like MVP. Um, like the first year he he got into the he he, he was playing in Japan. The first year he got into the major leagues, his team won like 116 games, which is like the record. And he was breaking all these fucking hit records. And like um I just started, you know, I, I started playing baseball just because of him. And I wanted to like, I guess, you know, he's Asian, I'm Asian, I can do it too. <laughs> yeah. And then it didn't pan out, obviously. But um 
do you remember that's so crazy you invited your parents like you couldn't even talk to them about the bullying and you were like hey you want to come see me <laughs> tell jokes I mean I was in high school the only thing I was talking about was honestly like them and like Indian yeah. jokes because yeah <laughs> is there anything they got upset about they they when you were talking about them no they were like upset at the environment I was in they're like this isn't proper for like a 17 year old girl to like be a part and they weren't wrong yeah no. you know what I mean they weren't wrong at all so yeah like if you hang out with garbage people you're gonna become garbage <laughs> It's oh like, okay. yeah jesus yeah my yeah my mom was like that too in a, in a actually kind of a racist way like she would just she only wanted me to hang out with other chinese kids and i remember if i had like white friends black friends indian friends like she used to just call them she wouldn't just call them by their name she would call them out by their race she said why you gotta hang out with white people why you gotta hang out with black people the black kids i'm like I'm like the only people that fucking want to talk to me you know it's not a choice <laughs> the only people that give a fuck that i'm alive but she was, yeah, straight up, why are you here with black kids? Like, oh my God, dude, fucking <laughs> unbelievable. Um, yeah. Yeah, Asian parents. So did you go to prom and stuff? Uh, I did, but I went by myself. So it was like me and a group of like, actually like a lot of the Korean chicks I was friends with. <laughs> we all went like stag. And then um, like one of my friends who had a date and like also um had like was with other people who had a date like pulled me into her circle and was like we're also hanging out and i'm like this is so uncomfortable for me because it's like all right everybody let's dance and like she's dancing with her partner and i'm just spinning in a circle i'm like let me go back to the koreans what the fuck is wrong with you yeah, yeah but yeah. um yeah i did end up going but i did go stag that's yeah that's fine did you was there like an after prom party that you went to or anything like that um sort of i think i went to like a friend's house for a little bit nice. nothing crazy no any any drinking and, and shit no no these kids were like huge dorks like their parents were around and shit yeah it wasn't right nah. so i'm so fat because because i grew i went to high school i mean everything was just about we all just got hammered um like what did you guys do for like <laughs> like it's not i'm not even saying like oh we got hammered i'm saying like we only like even my best friends every time we hang out it's like like we're all alcoholics it's like it'd be a tuesday night i'll go visit him and he lives in jersey city then he just like gets goes to the liquor cabinet all right what do you what do you want to drink i'm like Dude, we don't have to drink you know we could talk and then two minutes in we're talking like you know i just give me a fucking pocket um so what did you guys do for fun because we weren't drinking i'm so fascinated i, I really want to know Jesus Christ! Yeah, that is the sound of a uh, an alcoholic. Wait, you can yeah. have fun without liquor? Like, would you guys? I mean, I don't know. Probably just watched a movie, played video games. Yeah. That's about it. You All know, right. play some card games. That's not bad. Yeah. Oof, maybe I gotta I gotta get myself fixed. Um. All right. Cool. <laughs> so. Um. So I guess I'll ask you, um, this is the last question I ask people. Um, if you could go back in high school and change anything, is there anything you would change? Literally just get in a, in a time machine, go back and just, what, what would you do? Um, I mean, I would probably tell myself, I mean, well, in high school? I don't know. I mean... Because, like, nothing I did in high school really impacted my life that much. I guess maybe what college I chose to go to, I would tell myself not to go to U-Pit. <laughs> I'd be like, go to another city. Yeah, with, with your grades and everything, um, I'm, 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 I'm so stupid. Is U-Pit, U-Pit's not Ivy League or anything, right? No, I did not want to go Ivy League, um, oh. especially after coming out of that. I came out of such an academically competitive and stressful environment that the last thing I wanted to do was go to an Ivy League because I'm like, I don't want more of this. This sucks. I didn't even want to fucking be valedictorian or sitting across from that kid fake threatening to kill me. I'm like, I don't need more of this. Yeah, um, yeah and it was just like I knew I didn't really want to go into academics, so I didn't see the point of it. N now I realize like they just hired they were hiring into writers room straight out of Harvard. Like if I had known that I would have been like, oh, I should fucking um so i just went to upit because they gave me like a full ride and shit so i was like oh, okay i won't have loans this is like the smart thing to do and i thought pittsburgh was a big city so they would have like a great comedy scene but 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a scene, but it's not like it's not a big, big one. So I ended up yeah. driving to like, no, I had to like drive to Ohio and like remote parts of Pennsylvania to perform and shit when I was in college. It was a mess. So I would have gone somewhere else. Okay. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't have majored in math. I would have majored in like screenwriting and acting and stuff. Should I had to learn later on my own after school when it was like way harder. Right. So and yeah. Free in college. Not for, yeah. I mean, yeah, for free in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, so crazy about the the academic competitive competitiveness. Like this, this is the last question. So, um, you talked about the one guy doing this, joking. Mm-hmm. But like, is it just like any other competitive field where people are like, was anyone like fucking with you? Like, like maybe at night? I don't know. Like trying to like go into your locker and throw your books out, or like, like how no. people in 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 uh like, or was it all fair? It's just hey, whoever gets the best grade wins. Whoever studies the hardest wins. Yeah, nobody was like trying to Tanya Harding somebody with a fucking <laughs> geometry ruler. That didn't yeah. happen. Right. Yeah, it was like very, <laughs> it was competitive, but no, nobody was doing anything weird, you know? <laughs> I guess I just grew up in such a different environment, like, because, man, oh, God, the kid, we, we, we used to, like, the, the, like, people would cheat all the time where I came from, but your high school seemed like, oh, I- very, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure somebody was cheating somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it's also very hard to do, I'd imagine, in, like, such a competitive, like, academically focused high school. I'm sure it would have been, like, way harder to cheat on those tests than it would be, like, something where, like, less attention was paid to it, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I meant, too, it's, like, not just with, like, school, because kids, like, academics, people did do that in my school, but, like, even with, like, sports and stuff, like, people would just do crazy, like, they would sneak into people's locker rooms and just, like, like fuck with people's shit. It was, it was, it was crazy. I mean, they were all drunk, so it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, day drinking, got the water bottle. and. <laughs> um, but your high school, yeah, it seemed like a very, very wholesome Um my my tier was wholesome like the academic the hyper academic ap class tier was more wholesome there were kids who were still like fucking around and drinking and having fun i just wasn't friends with them and it's like you could be in ap classes and still do that a little bit especially if you're just like naturally very smart but i think it was so competitive that like to get that gpa and to take that many classes and then to also be doing all the extracurricular shit you needed to get into colleges like you didn't have time you period you did not have time to fuck around like that you were just working constantly Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah that's what it was it was just constant fucking work um so it's like you don't have time to get fucked up or fuck around or do a bunch of crazy shit yeah um so it was it's not even like a wholesome thing it was just such like a narrow track and then it's like and then if you get kids who have like a better work-life balance for lack of a better term i don't know it shouldn't apply to kids but if you had you know who had more free time or breathing space to just be children like we should have had i'm sure they were fucking around and doing weird stuff i just wasn't a part of that because i was part of that like hyper competitive uh group right almost like a jordan-esque type of uh mentality into into mm-hmm. school, you know, like no breaks. All I want to be the best, no matter what. Right. Do you think right. the work ethic has um helped you in stand up? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it has, because like the more shots you take, the more likely something is to go forward. So it's like constantly working and trying to like put out a bunch of things or like do a bunch of stuff and see. Hopefully, one of it lands, and then like people see the one thing go and be like, oh my God, you're so successful. And I'm like, thousands of failures before that. You have no fucking clue. But like, also, I don't necessarily think it's healthy or like good long term. And I probably would have been more successful in this field if I was just better at talking to people and like hanging out as opposed to how I am, Uh, which is just like work, 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 work. Um, Yeah. I I completely... Uh, feel you on that because I was the same way like I would always try to do five mics a night never mm-hmm. stop and talk never really made friends like and I have kind of like kind of friends just because we you know people from people we start out with and keep seeing you know and then you kind of get to a certain level where like oh you're here you're here so you know just by I guess by proxy but I feel the same way I feel like if I hung out more people um I might be you know hooked up more 
for lack of a better mm-hmm. sense, you know because like a lot of people like a lot of these people run shows a lot of people end up getting booking positions and um also it kind of gets a little lonely like I remember especially before I met my girlfriend I would do all these shows and I feel like I still didn't have any friends in something I'm literally spending 24 hours seven days a week doing you know yeah dude I had a birthday party and most of the people who showed up were waitresses from the comedy club I was working at oh. Oh. how sad is that shit yeah <laughs> i remember uh waitresses from the comedy club i worked at a guy who wanted to fuck me and then um a bunch of comics like i invited and then like two of them texted okay but who's there and i'm like it's my oh, birthday you fuck that's you know what i mean i, that. I know who's there, who's there oh i'm like don't ask that about my birthday party to me that's psychotic yeah. um but it's like i'm not mad at it because like i didn't put the effort I needed into build friendships. Like I'm lucky people tolerated me. Cause like, and it's like, I just came from such a broken like background of like being super unpopular and then only getting attention for doing well in school. And like having this constant like anxiety of I have to work, I have to be the best or I have no value and not knowing how to just be around people. So it was very hard for me to like even make friendships period. And it's like, I was lucky people were like willing to accept me into their group. Like I consider like the Philly comics that I mean, they're not, I don't know if they still call themselves Philly comics, but the guys who came from Philly to New York, like Monroe and Derek and Tom Cassidy, like they're like my comedy family to me, but I'm like very lucky that they even fucked with me because like they would like go out and do things as a group and I would just be so, cause you know them, they're like cool people who know how to hang out. And then like, I would be like, they would be dancing and then I would be at the corner of a lounge, like looking at everybody and they're like, what the fuck? take your coat off you look like a psychopath like are you gonna shoot everything up what the fuck are you doing but yeah i mean derek still makes fun of me because i brought a salad a boxed salad and was just eating it walking around his birthday party which isn't a thing you do but it's like i'm just but i'm just very dorky and weird and i often like don't put enough time into the friendships so it's like i can't expect anything back when i haven't put in and it's like i'm just very grateful and lucky for the people that still do fuck with me if that makes sense i think a lot of it's in our head too we Mm -hmm. think because we the way we grew up bullied not friends you know parents are strict we're like Mm -hmm. oh no one's gonna like me anyways why am i gonna go out there but that's not true it's like you know um all those guys respect you you know they respect your hustle and they think you're funny and they think you're cool and thank you i think i mean i think too it's like like it's a skill like i'm sure all those guys grew up in families or you know with friends that they're all like let's go let's do it you're awesome Mm -hmm. you're funny we're hilarious we're good and and like they know how to like mingle and dance and all that shit and um i think i myself grew up very i grew up with a guy always in the corner you know so how if i grew up my whole life being in the corner being weird how the fuck am i gonna know how to be outward now you know right 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 (laughs) exactly i had a tiger mom too work hard study all that so that's all i do work 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 Mm -hmm. i'm not working i'm worried about not working hard enough you know it's it's uh, exactly yeah Mm -hmm. all right i um so real quick tell everyone where they can find you um so you can go to s-comedy.com that's just the letter s-comedy or you can look me up uh all my social media is on there but you can look me up directly just by searching my name s-u-b-h-a-h and i'll normally come up but yeah that's where you can find me hell yeah guys go follow suba um and go see her live if you have the chance fucking hilarious one of the hardest working comics out there um (laughs) thanks thanks for coming on uh we'll see you next week